0: Mic check one two, mic check one two. We got nine in the house. Check, check,
1: check, check. What's up? What's up? It's in now.
0: <laughs> up, mic check, up? episode 27, we just testing the mics. Mic check one two, mic check, one, two.
2: Have you noticed anything strange about him lately? Who loves orange soda? <laughs> Kale loves orange soda. Is it true? Is it true? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, it's true. Ooh. <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do, ooh <laughs> Capturing,
0: Capturing the world, 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 world. Chick sit on my I attack that choose up Lil John, I'm finna pack him. When it comes to my chick, I'm straight active.
2: Dirt ball in a cool smoking cat. Lil' chick, shut the up, tell your best friend, shut the f up, Hey, Lil' chick, shut the up, tell your best friend.
0: The you act like a little me, I wanna trust you. You the type to kill me, I won't touch you. You want me to drop a band on some cute shoes. You want me to be the man you can vent to. You let me beat it up, you let me practice. Now I'm finna lay you on a mattress. Chick sit on my, f- I attack that. choose up, Lil Jonathan I'm finna pack him. When it man, comes to my, my chick, I'm straight David. active. michael the second the Episode 27, I have another guest, um, she is the CEO and founder of Everyday Dope Life um, It's an online media platform, fo- focuses on hip-hop culture And um, introducing Naya, have, uh, I'm happy to have you out here tonight
1: Thank you, I'm happy to be here, thank you for having me
0: No doubt, so um, how's your day been today?
1: How has my day been? Well I have to call out of work so I work <laughs> right I, I feel you sometimes. on that yeah uh-huh. had to get this homework uh up to pod speed make sure i'm just not falling behind make sure my priorities are in check um but i did a little cooking went to the gym mm-hmm. i'm gonna go to the grocery store when i leave with you and right get back to it yeah. <laughs> no productive more, to say no the more least. adulting stuff adulting i enjoy
3: it yeah I'm getting better at it <laughs> right yeah
0: <laughs> getting better every day um but yeah that's what's up but i kind of did the same thing um I you know went to work today and went to the gym, went to the store. So I'm kind of, I did the store before you did the store, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. So um, and I already cooked. So yeah. So we just here about to chop it up. Um. So yeah. So, and I the reason that I wanted you to be a guest because, um, you know I got my clothing line, Capture the World, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you remember, but I do. Um. You're yeah. One of our yeah. I was trying. Vendors. I was wanted to be a vendor for yeah. the initial date but y'all had to cancel and then I wasn't able to make the um the rain date mm-hmm. or the other date so I was like oh I can't make it. Yeah, it's
1: cool. Um EDL Fest, what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. So um yeah, we went through a a learning, a business learning experience right, with the, uh, right. the summer festival this past summer. and uh-huh. uh, we did a rain date in November uh kind of like a fraction of what I intended the original festival to be, but uh-huh. yeah, we'll have another one for you this summer. Summer twenty twenty, we going back up.
0: Oh yeah, I'm definitely want to be. We're in the planning a,
1: process. So.
0: Oh, we're that we're so yeah, I definitely want to be a part of it. Um, this year, um, yeah, definitely want to plan for that. Um, do y'all plan on having Nor- Norfolk again?
1: It's always going to be a Norfolk staple. Um, okay. Norfolk is just a really, uh, central location for the arts and culture right. of the seven five seven. Yeah. Um, I feel like Norfolk made a lot of, creatives like me included. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became Nyanel. Being in right. Norfolk, you know, at Norfolk State and being out in the, the music scene out in Norfolk. So yeah. Norfolk is the Norfolk is the heart of the seven five seven for sure. So it'll stay there, yes. Okay, Definitely.
0: great. Awesome. So um so are you from Norfolk?
1: I'm from Virginia Beach, actually. Oh, Virginia Beach. Okay. But you would think okay. I'm from Norfolk. Yeah, well, I would think a lot of my friends said that uh I gotta claim Norfolk at this point. Right. <laughs> doing I mean I've been did. out there since college, so right. i I'm, I'm I'm a Virginia Beach Norfolk head, let's say that. Okay. <laughs>
0: that's what's up so um so you went to norfolk state mm-hmm. you say you attended you just told me to you attended vcu your freshman yes, year my
1: freshman year of college i went to commonwealth okay um and i just didn't feel like me while i was there uh-huh. and honestly had i stayed there i wouldn't be doing anything i'm doing um right. so norfolk state changed my life i'm always grateful to be a spartan
0: that's what's up like, i got a lot of friends that went to norfolk state mm-hmm. and um even though I went to a trade school and everyone's like a, a traditional college, but I was out Norfolk State all the time with yeah. them. Like they always invited me out there, like Eccles parties. Yeah, and man, stuff it's like that
1: HBCU like Yeah, and that's about to say. Like it. There's nothing like it. Yeah, and that's honestly another reason why I wanted to come back home because my family, uh, all of my family, most of my family, rather went to Norfolk State. I have a few that went to Hampton, but uh-huh. it's an HBCU thing, and right. I couldn't be the one with all that I wanted to pursue in my life to. Yeah. just ha- not have that same story to share. You know, it's a different kind of pride going to an HBCU.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. And um, so I know when I graduated high school, I was um, I essentially wanted to go to Virginia State. Mm-hmm. Well, I really wanted to go to A&T. That was the school I really wanted to. That go to. That was my first choice for a long it time. Was. I didn't
1: even apply though.
0: You didn't? Why?
1: No. I wanted to go to Howard. My my okay. my feelings changed. Then they waitlisted me, so I just ended up right. going with VCU.
0: I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, cause like I was new Virginia State, like my mom kept pressuring me to, um, you know, get your, you you're trying to go to college, you need to get your, you know, fill out mm-hmm. your application and get all your other stuff, mm-hmm. all that stuff, um, done. But then, like, you know, they got other fees that, you know, the faster don't pay for. From what I was mm-hmm. told, like, they got, like, housing fees and other stuff that I guess you got to pay out of pocket, I think.
1: Well, how? I mean, it's just depending on how much financial aid you receive. They okay. pay for those things. Right. Uh, but if you don't have enough financial aid to cover it, then yeah.
0: So, I think that's what happened with me next. So I didn't have, like, I thought the financial aid was going to take care of that. And then my mom was like, why well, don't got no money to pay for no housing fee? So, you and come then,
1: from a single-parent household?
0: Well... No, I grew up with my stepdad. Um, that's why. So <laughs> <laughs> You had two people in your house. That's right, why. yeah. You got to be as
1: poor as ever exactly. on that financial aid application.
0: <laughs> they won't try to give me no money, man. Mm-hmm. And um, A&C was just too much. Like, yeah. you know, being out of, out of state. Out state, of state yeah. yeah, so I was like, I must go, you know, do a community college and, you know, do a trade school. And that's what I'm doing now.
1: You know, honestly, though, like even because uh, I almost didn't go to grad school because of thinking about like how much I'm gonna be in student loan debt. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you gotta pay it either way, mm. and you might as well get the most out of it. That's what I say at this point. That's true as it's, well. You know, it's an investment in yourself and how you choose to invest in yourself after college. Right. You know will determine if you made a mistake or not. So. Right. But you know, we a lot of us didn't go into college as focused like that anyway. So <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds good right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know but it'll I ran it off, up like twenty thousand one one year at right. vcu so coming yeah. back to north state definitely helped me out a lot <laughs> exactly
0: you know I can, I can see that vcu is one of those expensive one of the expensive schools Very in virginia
1: school but worth yeah. it that's yeah. worth the education
0: i mean cause that's like an art school right
1: uh it's actually more of a medical school but they do have a big arts program as well yes okay. so they're big on the arts they're big on the medical but they're bigger on the medical side
0: gotcha okay cool um so yeah, so you say you went to Norfolk State, mm-hmm. and so you're in grad school.
1: I'm in grad school now, just started a month ago. So
0: you still where you at and doing grad school, the same school or a different school?
1: I go to uh the Academy of the Arts University that okay. is located in San Francisco. Okay, I'm actually thinking about next fall, like going to school on campus. Word. It's a thought right now though. So <laughs>
0: San Francisco, so that's all the way the West Coast.
1: Yeah, well, I don't, I don't plan on being here forever. I feel you, know, you gotta, though. to, got to achieve my mission and my goal while I'm still here, and then yeah, got to go grab that inspiration elsewhere, and bring it back home.
0: I feel you, man. So, um, so what was your major when you was at Norfolk State?
1: So, okay, let's start at VCU. I mm-hmm. honestly didn't know what I wanted to do. I always just knew I wanted to work with music. Word. So I was just trying to figure out how to finesse my way to the music industry. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. started off college actually as a nursing major okay as soon as I got to campus I changed it though I changed it to business mm-hmm. and I realized the coursework wasn't necessarily something I was mentally with mm-hmm. at that time uh-huh. of my life so then I switched to public relations and that kind of ties into what I do now right. to extent but when I transferred to Norfolk State they didn't have a Norfolk, um, I'm sorry they didn't have a public relations uh, program mm-hmm. so I ended up just in mass con general you know, general broadcast, getting the whole field of communications. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it really wasn't a focus path when I was an undergrad, but I was, you know, just testing the waters, figuring things out. Okay. So yeah, mass calm That's
0: what's up. Um. Okay. That's what's up. So
1: now I'm an advertising major. Advertising major.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like, what would that really? What kind of things would you do when you get that degree? Like, what is that? what can you use for you I would to
1: like to get into art direction creative producing I want to make commercials
0: Really? Yeah. I okay. Enjoy
1: that. If you ever pay attention to like the way I promote Everyday Dope Life events, I make commercial like. Uh, I seen
0: your like promotion videos for mm-hmm. the stuff that you do. It's real dope.
1: I make commercial like promo videos, and I like I do the concepting and the directing of that Wow. Stuff. I enjoy that a great, great, great deal. I
0: didn't know that was you that did that though. Mm-hmm. I knew yep, you did a lot of stuff. I got my shooter show. with
1: me, and right. we make that magic. But yeah, so kind of starting I, I just started off like i pay attention to commercials okay i just love commercials i don't know why like
0: yeah. i love
1: them so super bowl mm-hmm. i'm i'm like glued to the tv for the commercials Same stuff like that yeah. and then you know having this platform you try to think of creative innovative ways to uh, put your product and your yeah. events and such and you know whatever have you out there and i always want to make a dope commercial <laughs> so
0: yeah i feel you slightly so, like, when you do you have like a specific um I guess niche Like as far as commercials Or it doesn't matter Like what the commercial's about
1: when, uh, Whatever I'm inspired by Right uh, I kind of operate off of inspiration Okay
0: Yeah Well, Okay Um So, what made you want to start um, Everyday Dope Life?
1: So, I actually didn't start Everyday Dope Life, and I always have to let that be known in my interviews. I acquired it. I got you. uh, From Larry Live, who was uh, Timbaland's A&R manager at the time for Timbaland Productions. I used to work in... uh, Thomas Crown Studios, which is no longer Thomas Crown Studios, mm-hmm. but uh, that used to be Timberland Studio in Virginia Beach. Right. I think they shut it down like 2017, 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I used to work under Larry Live. I was like his assistant, his A&R assistant. I did a lot of the digital marketing. Uh, I handled uh, Timberland's uh, Mosley Music Group website. Mm-hmm. So I was a digital content manager. I just handled a lot of the digital works for them, Right, uh, and I was, I guess- learning a lot about A&R work at that time under mm-hmm. him. So through that, Larry Live uh, started Everyday Dope Life, I believe, in t- 2014. And he is a music industry guy. He knows nothing about the blog and the blogosphere is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a blogger at the time for hip-hop since 1987. Okay. It's kind of like the very beginnings of my career. I was a blogger.
3: Right.
1: So, you know, that was my world. So he gave it to me. Well, originally we were kind of starting it. We were gonna like relaunch it as a team, but he kind of started to fall back from the music industry again. Um, and he just he left it with me. Left okay. it in good hands, I guess.
0: Right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> now it's my baby. <laughs> That's all right. So, um, so do you like actually have a team with you or? You yeah. Po- okay. Uh,
1: well, you know, team members cometh and goeth. Yeah. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. in the the uh, grassroots days of building a business, but exactly. My concrete team that is going to be with me to the casket close, my brother Derek Rubio, um, Devontae Dozier, we kind of kick-started this festival, EDF Fest, together. This is our thing. Um, So they're behind me with that, and we do the brand together, uh, our events and such. Uh, I have my brand manager, Ben Harrell. Uh, I met him at VCU. He's really good at uh, marketing ideas, social media, and right. coming up with crafty ideas to you know launch us, move us forward in that direction. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see who was Kiana. Uh, she's currently a senior at ODU, and she is a creative. So she's actually starting to launch a series called Doper Nope under the brand.
3: Okay.
0: Um,
1: so we're gonna put her in front of the camera, and behind the scenes as far as creative
0: works. I think I know you talking about. Her. I think Kiana I know her. Janae. Yeah, because I um. For something in the water, it was like a little group chat I was I was in. Okay. And um, I was just trying to promote my brand, so I was, I put it, like in the text, I was like, "Yeah, anybody want to promote my brand? I give somebody like a free shirt." Mm-hmm. And then like she reached out to me, like two other people reached out to me. I gave like a free shirt. And right. I, I ended up following her on Instagram, and I, I still follow what she do. But yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, she works about.
1: for Wodu. She'll okay. be graduating soon. So um, yeah, that's the team for now. Um, for now. Okay. You build
0: it. More to come, most More definitely. Come. So, um, so is it is it based around like hip hop culture? Like is that, what definitely. you want to focus it on.
1: Definitely, honestly, E D L is just me funneling me through the right. brand, I got <laughs> you. me and my personality, yeah, um, and allowing my team to do the same right. as we come up with creative ideas and bring them together and right. bring them to life. It's just you know we're we're hip hop babies, you know we're a product of the culture, so true. We're just living off of what we know and funneling through our brand.
0: Right, okay. Um. So, like, what is your like daily routine? Like, when you wake up, what's the first thing that you do?
1: Okay, well, I get up at five in the morning. Um. But, okay. So I had two routines because I just started substituting. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like uh, made me adjust my routine. But I wake up at five. Uh, I like to listen to a podcast. Sometimes I, I kind of like to uh, fluctuate between my spiritual podcast and my entrepreneurial motivating podcast. Right. So I listen to that. I get a little reading done, something inspirational or chapter if I can't get that knocked out before I got to get my life together. Um, sometimes I like to meditate, just think, just gather my thoughts for the day. Right. I'm a cancer, so, you know, we, <laughs> we think a lot. We're very yeah. in depth with our thoughts and feelings. And such. So wow. I have to gather myself. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do? Um, I make breakfast. You got to eat. Make breakfast, <laughs> pack my gym clothes. I go to the gym three times a week. Work what um, gym you go to uh Planet Fitness. yeah me too yeah yeah, yeah. easy easy. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> easy get it in get it in
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah i read i listen to podcasts i meditate a bit i eat breakfast pack my gym clothes and right. head on to my day
0: okay word um so i know we was talking about the deeper and you just talked about podcasts and you have your own podcast right i do right? Deeper we're trying than rap. to
1: relaunch it, yeah. The deeper than rap podcast once again. That's just like the culture, you know. Just it feels right. It resonates. for so the deeper than rap, uh, we talk about music and things going on in the culture. We have I like I like our podcast mostly when we have uh, guests on, right? Because uh, we like to add them to the conversation as well as interview them. Mm. It's a very natural thing about right. that podcast. We're just talking, being ourselves, having a conversation as if we're on off air.
0: Exactly, that's how you want to do it though mm-hmm. You don't want to make it seem like it's just A routine that you're mm-hmm. going through That's a casual conversation can, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I like the fact that um, The people that we have on And then my uh, my host, Marcus Cox You know, I went to high school with him mm-hmm. We're real hip hoppers You know right. what I'm saying? So we, we talk in what we live in What we know mm-hmm. What That's all we know It's this hip hop thing So right. that's what we're talking about um, But we just had our first first episode of a new season Um. So uh, I think I'm gonna record again this Sunday, just us two, just to get flow, Because he's very new to the podcast world, mm-hmm. and we talk off air. But when you put a mic in front of somebody, it kind of yeah, kind scares them a bit. <laughs> exactly,
0: because like you know, I had my home voice on the pod on my podcast plenty of times. You know, on early episodes, and like it'd be times where we just being like, at somebody's house and then mm-hmm. we just having a conversation. And I'm like, man, this is like a good episode. This could have yeah, been a right? whole episode and. When they'll be on the podcast, I don't say they'd be scared, but it's not. Sometimes it don't be the same. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know.
1: I mean, like, I'm a super introvert. I'm an extroverted introvert. So yeah. I can be that outgoing, out there person when it calls for it. You got it you Otherwise, got it. I'm in the crib, minding my business, in my bed, doing me type shit. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, know. you can okay, okay, do, cool. your, do your thing. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> I'm really locked in on my space and my brand, like that's mm-hmm. it. That's that's it. There's that's tunnel vision. Right. So my man's, I'm I'm just introducing him into that world because, uh-huh. like I said, we have we talk hip hop. Like that's that's why we're friends. <laughs> right. That's what brings us together. When you put a microphone in somebody, though, it's different. Um, and I guess once you, you when it's e- it's easy for you when you do it a lot.
0: Right. So the more he do it, the more he'll yeah, get used so to it's this. we gonna be cool. Yeah, y'all but gonna it's be definitely
1: great. a good content um we just had a uh, groove theory on our last episode if you're really? familiar
0: yeah yeah that's I, well i know that one song that they sing
1: um no you're talking all, about the you, you said groove the, theory the r&b groove. I, yeah that's what i thought no, I was that's, like, okay oh. that's real no i'm talking about the dj collector from somebody.
0: oh my bad <laughs> i that's feel dumb bad. right now
1: <laughs> i love me some groove theory though
0: right i was about to say that's that's it uh, they sing that song that song from back in the day okay but yeah. well, anyway my bad <laughs> <laughs> you're funny um but yeah so I kind of can tell you you a hip hop head. Super. So do you do like anything musically, like DJ anything?
1: Yes, I rap? DJ. Uh, yes, I can rap. I don't rap. I can sing. I don't sing. I can dance. I don't dance. I used to step Come in on, high yeah, school. You do one of the three. I used to step in high school. Okay. I was a stepper. Okay. Uh, what else? I can draw. I don't draw.
0: A lot, a lot of things, man <laughs> I'm just a creative
1: uh, I mean, but I do EDO I, I produce events and right. content yeah. That's what I do now Okay Everything else is a hobby I just started uh, piano lessons
3: Word
1: Yeah But I mean, when you love music and You love culture like that Those things inevitably become hobbies You, know, you can just keep them for yourself right. Everything don't have to be on the forefront
0: everybody going to see everything
3: yeah.
1: yeah I've DJed a couple times Like for public I would do that I don't mind doing that Right Everything else is for me
0: Okay Yeah Yeah, I feel you on that. So, speaking of hip-hop, normally when it's somebody on my podcast or in general that I know that's like into hip-hop heavy, I always got to ask them these two questions. First question is, who is your top five rappers? I hate questions like this. I hate these questions. (laughs) But it don't got to be like who we all think is the greatest of all time. It's who is your... It not got to be five. That's who yeah, your favorite Yeah, man, you don't
1: understand. Like, I'm I'm a walking jukebox. Like, there's music in my head all day. long. Like, right now, I keep, I'm thinking about a song. Right. So it's hard for me to just stick my hand, a pot of music that's in my head, and pull out something. But I can tell you, my top two art. Well, okay, we're talking rappers. Just rappers. Jay Z is always gonna be number one in my book. Okay, forever to the it close. Um, everything else is variable from there. <laughs> right. Let's see. Uh, Andre 3000 is another one of my favorite rappers of all time. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Who else? Let's see. Who else? Everything else truly is variable. I love Q-Tip. I mm. love DMX. I love Nas. I mean, I love hip hop, man. Right. But okay. So I could just tell you my favorite two that will never change. Okay. Jay-Z so and Andre 3000.
0: I gotcha. Okay. I feel you on that. Like my favorites are well, like who I was raised on, like me really getting heavy into hip hop. Mm-hmm. I mean I feel like everybody say J. Cole, everybody say Kendrick. Um, but I kinda like Tupac a lot. Yeah. Like this to name somebody that's like Tupac. been around for a long time. And it's just how like his music and what he was about overall. Mm-hmm kinda inspired me to just keep going Absolutely. with what I'm doing. So
1: he's he's been gone for twenty plus years. He still influenced this generation. Exactly.
0: That's how you know that
1: he's that's a, that's what legacy is. Right. That's truly what you should be getting in this to do this for. Right. To be able to say that or have people say that about you when it's all said and done.
0: Right. When you're gone when you're long gone, people mm-hmm. still is talking about you, reading about you, mm-hmm. listening to your musical or whatever you left behind. So but yeah, he's a real he's real inspirational and but yeah, so um so what about
1: jay-z raised me man i literally really? was raised by
0: sean Corey carter <laughs> so would you at, um, have you ever seen him absolutely. a concert before he even popped up Out something in the water absolutely absolutely absolutely.
1: i, I will about to say yeah you had to have been seeing him that's that's one of your favorite, like four times
0: right yeah. well so what was the first time what was the first what time was you was my seen
1: first him? jay-z concert oh god i believe it was uh the the justin when he was with justin timberlake Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, now like I didn't get to go to like the Black Album concerts, stuff like that, like mm-hmm. I wish I did. Right. My mom probably wouldn't have let me back then anyway. I was a kid,
3: mm-hmm. but
1: uh, yeah, I've been to both on the run tours. Okay, I went to the 444 tour, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's one, two, three, and then some in the water,
0: right? And that
1: changed my life. I was so close to the stage, yeah, so close to the stage. I have footage too. Really? Yeah. I mm, won't ever forget that.
0: Like, I was close. I was so close. Like, I was close, but I wasn't close. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But, like, we was we was way far back. Like, even... I think this is like, when SZA was out. We got there mm-hmm. early. Like, we had... We was there early that day. Then we left, came back when SZA was on stage. And then we stayed there the whole time. But, like, eventually we kept maneuvering our way closer mm-hmm. and closer and closer. And eventually we got...
1: Yeah. See, my best friends... We do this festival life, right? Like, we really do this, and we've been doing this for years. So, mm-hmm. they're the type that bum rush their way to the front, right? I'm just the type to follow. I don't do all that bum rushing, but I know they will. Like, it's just the balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got close. I'm probably as close as where my car is now to where we are right wow. now. Wow, oh yeah, yeah, you was hella close. I, was close then. As
0: fuck. I probably was <laughs> like from my house to maybe that stop sign up there oh damn so Sorry. yeah but it wasn't it wasn't bad because the stage is so big so like yeah me being right there it still seemed like i was close but i, I knew i was like, still further away the
1: sweat on his freaking face oh
0: yeah so you was hella close you was yeah. like front front row yeah like it was
1: blasting in my like <laughs> you know we're not close to the, the speakers you can feel the and there's nothing you can do about it you just got to either go back to the back
0: or just, or just take, take it, right? Yeah,
1: and some people can't really take that. Sometimes mm. I can't, but I, I suffered that for Jay Z. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it was crazy that it was like so many rumors of like him being out there, and him to actually it's, come out I, there.
1: It's, it's, it's no way he wasn't gonna be there. Right. It's no way he wasn't gonna be there. I knew it. Mm. I knew it with every bone in my body. I knew it. Right. I was hoping Beyonce would be there too. Well, she was there, she but was she didn't there. come out. Right. But yeah, I knew Jay Z was gonna be there. Like I didn't have, I didn't second guess that at all
0: that was crazy that was like a surreal surreal moment um yeah so i know we just talked about rappers um what about your favorite albums all the time god
1: (laughs) i really don't like these questions It's so hard for a person like me you don't understand like i got so much music in my head like old school Uh even spanish music right it's so hard to pick Um, okay. One of my my favorite albums of all time. Does it have to be rap?
0: It don't got to be rap.
1: Okay. SWV, It's About Time. Okay. Um, the, uh, uh, damn, what is it called? What is it called? Why I can't think of it right now? Reasonable Doubt, Jay Z. Of course, yeah. Beyonce 4, uh, The Bizarre Ride to the Far Side, The Far Side, Mm -hmm. if you ever heard of them. Um, um, what else? God, so much music. Yeah, those are just
0: for now, that's what comes to mind. Those are my favorite projects. Okay. I really like um Speaking on Tupac again. I really like Me Against the World Mm -hmm. album. Like I really like that album. Um, and of course, like speaking on Kendrick and Cole again. I've liked Kendrick's um Good Kid Mad City, The Mm Pimple Butterfly. Uh, my favorite J. Cole album is um Forest Hills Drive. Um I just like Kendrick. I really like Kendrick's music, though. Like, I feel like that's probably my favorite rapper right now. It's just, uh, you know, when he talks about his music, really, you know, I kind of can't relate to that. And it seems like he wants to change the world with his music in a positive way. So, um, yeah, like, I listen to Kendrick all day. Like, I'm waiting for him to drop another album, man. It's like he always drops an album. That he'll go and hide it for, like, two years and come back with another album. So it's been, like, three years so far. So hopefully he'll come out with something this year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, man. He's just been... <laughs> In it's a whole new minute.
1: decade i feel like everybody's gonna come out the woodworks yeah everybody right everybody rihanna owes us the album like seriously at yeah this point.
0: everybody's talking about rihanna <sighs> i mean like, honestly
1: we haven't got kendrick i to *Piper a butterfly right um technically damn. damn damn came out afterwards
0: that was 2017 okay yeah and
1: then he produced the black panther project
0: right so
1: Uh. yeah we're due for another kendrick album I want to hear from everybody. It's a new decade. I want to know where everybody's at musically. Right. You know, where they at in their lives. Because that will funnel through the music.
0: Yeah. And I heard something about Drake. They mentioned Drake, Drake is coming out with an album this I, year. Yeah, I don't care. You don't care for Drake? I do care about
1: Drake, but I don't care about... Like, his music lacks substance a lot these days. think so. I think he's caught up in the celebraton more than the music at this point. Because right. his last amazing album for me was probably nothing was the same.
0: I can agree with that. I mean, I liked um. If You if, if you it, yeah, Too Late. Yeah, you know
1: what? I'll, I'll give but you that. That, wasn't that really, was a very classic album, too.
0: Yeah, but it's like, was it an album? Was it a mixtape? You know, like mm-hmm. People do that a lot now.
1: And then that was caught up in his fiasco of him not writing his own music. Yeah, true. So, yeah. I mean, but that right. was a great album, though. Project. Right. We'll call it a project. Right. But yeah, like, uh, a Scorpion... I mean, it has some great records up there, but yeah. that wasn't a great project. That was right. a great album.
0: I think that was just you know an album just for hits. Like views a
1: lot of- wasn't a timeless album. It was a good album though. Right. He makes good albums these days. Yeah, but you know when we get to call you a legend, if that's what you're looking for, uh-huh. I need great bodies of work. I need legendary bodies of work.
0: But like, who who out there is there? Jay Z. Any- <laughs> Come like on. it's every, but is every, every album yeah. from Jay Z's? Of course, you're gonna say that, though.
1: No, this is a this is very objective. This so is a very every objective album thing.
0: is like he's he he brought it every album Out of all. Thirteen of them
1: Can you tell me? Because I feel like the only thing you're gonna say is Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and that was an amazing album. He was talking that shit. He I was never say, he's
0: living. I I can't say it's a it's a bad Jay Z album. But every Jay-Z is album, every album is a, a different jay Well should we even start, should we just stop saying classics for albums that's appreciated for what it is? Because everybody likes, loves Not a classic. Not when we're talking classic. about
1: legendary people. Not when we're talking about goats. Right. Yeah, like for regular people, <laughs> for regular artists that haven't even achieved. Like people be trying to call Travis Scott legendary. Like you're kidding me. You're kidding me. I
0: wouldn't say that, but World was pretty good.
1: Astro was amazing. Yeah. That was his classic project. Right. Yeah. So, once again, like, you
0: can't. We, we, I mean, Rodeo was pretty, was pretty good, but I was about. Rodeo but was, was
1: absolutely great. That's actually my favorite Travis Scott project. Right. That was a classic to me. Both of those are classic albums, and they were back. Were they back after? No, it was one in between.
0: Right. Because um, what was the one in between? Um, can't
1: think of the name
0: of it. Yeah, but yeah, it was one after Rodeo. Then he came out with Astro World. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's legendary yet. I mean, he's a legendary performer. I've never seen a rapper. He's a
1: remarkable performer.
0: I've never seen a rapper that can. We, we gotta give go it like that some
1: substance back to this word legendary because it's very loose these days. Mm, yeah. Extremely loose. You gotta give it that substance back. So I will say he's remarkable. Oh. I will not. He has to work for legendary for me. He hasn't been in the game 10 plus years yet.
0: No, it's gonna take him some time.
1: Like, we shouldn't be even considering the word legendary until you have crossed 10 years. Honestly. Honestly,
0: so would you call Drake legendary?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't take that from him, Mm -hmm. but he puts out subpar music as well, which dilutes his legendary status for me. Yeah, I won't speak for you know hip hop, all right, although I'd like to.
0: Well, (laughs) maybe maybe he'll bounce back, man. Maybe he just
1: he's still Drake. I mean, he doesn't even have to bounce back, he's Drake. That's like He's just in, in in limbo right now, uh, I'd say. Right. Like, don't forget you're a legend, bro. It's not yeah. about the hype. It's about the music.
0: Yeah, I mean, because we the know... The
1: phenomenon attached to that.
0: Like, we know that he can rap, but I want to have an album. Like, the last album, like, nothing was the same. I thought it was the last album that he was, like, rapping... Like rapping, rapping. Talking
1: that shit, yeah. Rapping,
0: rapping more than singing. Like I like he can sing. It don't, I mean, that don't bother him like, when he doesn't sing and like stuff. you
1: said, uh if you're reading this it's too late, that's definitely he was definitely talking that shit. I won't I can't you can't take that from him. Right. Um Yeah, but just like I said, don't forget what's important as far as your your uh your status. Mm-hmm. Your 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 uh what's the word I'm looking for? Your uh your legacy. Yeah.
0: Okay. Right, right. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> I just know I had to speak on a little bit of hip-hop, man, because, I, you know, I peeped you as a hip-hop head. Super. Um, But, yeah, back to the business, though. So what made you want to start the EDL Fest? Like, what made you want to start doing that?
1: Um, You know what? I'm very anointed, and I have to acknowledge Amen. that because a lot of things just gravitate to me.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you know, we do the work, and you never quite know. Uh, what exactly is to come, but you know you're working towards a goal beyond yourself. Uh, EDFS Fest really started off as a launch party for Everyday Dope Life.
3: Word, okay. Um, just
1: with some really awesome dope ideas. And then it became what it became. I had no idea that it was going to become what it became. I did right. not see that coming. Right. Um, I just had this dope-ass idea to bring a bunch of producers. I, okay, so I wanted to focus on the producers. The the first EDFS, was about the producers okay and all these other elements were to circle around that so you know i wanted to grab hand. i wanted to grab the dopest producers in the area and being who i am and what i do i know all of them Uh well at that time you know i'm getting older and a little tapped out these days but (laughs) at that time i knew the pulse of What what was going on In the 757 And I had a relationship With all of them And I could get them All in one place So that's what we did I got all the producers Grabbed the dopest MCs That could cipher What else we had Grabbed some dope artists Mm -hmm. Grabbed some carnival games And I just We just had a hip hop carnival We celebrated us That's what EDL Fest Was about So the first one Was called EDL Fest The Producers Cut A Hip Hop Carnival Mm -hmm. Now it's just EDL Fest A Hip Hop Carnival Right But yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> it just, I guess because it was so organic and so much love and celebration of ourselves as a culture. Because this is two years prior to something in the water even right. coming about. Right. We didn't have a something in the water, so we all we had was an EDFS fest to come together and celebrate Seven Five Seven culture.
3: Right.
1: And I think that being the root of it is why it's embraced the way it is now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had no idea that it was going to become a thing Right. that could be a, a, a big deal like it is now. This, this festival has changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like truly, it has changed my life, it has changed my goals, Right, you know, has brought people into my life that are going to be here with me now. We're business partners and things like that. It's just created so much opportunity for me, the people involved, the community, and it's a blessing.
0: Yeah, and um I mean great things happen, like sometimes you just never know what's gonna happen. I mean, you might have a plan you might have an initial plan and then Plans like get altered. it can alter all the time you never expect for certain mm-hmm. things to happen, but you know, a lot of those things it might be things that you don't expect that might, you know, make you it might be like a little um obstacle in the way that you didn't expect to happen. Mm-hmm. Um and then a lot of things is positive things, like people you never know you would meet. And there's connections that you know, connections and people that you have met along the way. There's never no.
1: Like I said, I started my career as a blogger. Right. So at that time, I was a blogger. That was my first ever event ever. Right. (laughs) Ever. I've been a part of other people's events like show running. So I've kind of gotten a little bit of the game. But producing an event from start to finish, that was my first time ever. and. It uh, we had like over 300 people come out to my first time putting an event together, right? Not really knowing what I'm doing, they
0: I already just, know what to expect. And what. I had <laughs> no idea, yeah, from start
1: to finish, I just know that I'm an executor, I do the work, uh-huh. and that's what we did.
0: Got it that's done, that's what
1: it was, right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, man, it's still surreal for me. A lot of times, like these, when we have conversations like this, these are the times I get to reflect on it and be like uh-huh. you know this is crazy like what god has done for me through this situation hey, Amen. You no know? but yeah man
0: Most well, definitely so like when it comes to like you know doing a festival like what is like i know it's a lot you have to do but like i guess you can summarize like
1: and i'm still learning <laughs> let's like, be clear <laughs> like when
0: it comes to, like you know booking talent and booking venues and then just doing, having a list of what's going to happen. Like, how do you, mm-hmm. how do you able to get all that stuff together?
1: Relationships mm-hmm. definitely starts with relationships because um, I ain't no booking agent. Right, and I have to have access <laughs> to people that do that, or have access to people that have access to people that can make that happen for me. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely probably the most strenuous process throughout putting the festival together is booking artists. Right, because uh, the twenty eighteen festival, which is our second, was the first time we booked the artists. We booked Key. Mm-hmm. um now granted key is a more accessible artist um and i think he prefers that for his career but like booking a wale like we tried to do this past summer right. that ain't the same type of process you know mm-hmm. um definitely so i learned a lot through that particular process and now i know moving forward you need a booking agent right like i don't want to deal with that shit mm-hmm. um you need a booking agent, so you need to figure out who's your closest booking agent or who can you pay um you know money talks that's true um, i'd rather pay people that know what they're doing that can execute efficiently right uh, to make that happen for me so that venue uh left i had a relationship with o'connor brewing and uh, they allowed because the first edl fest was free mm-hmm. they allowed me to have the space for free um yeah i bought the mad beer sales so we created a situation where uh, our business was beneficial to them. Right. So it's the second one, same situation. They broke bread with us that time. Uh, The third time we were to have it at the scope, which was like, once again, another learning process for me, booking a venue of that capacity mm. and all that comes with it. Right. I learned a lot. Uh, so I don't want to talk about the fourth this year yet, because we already figured out where we're going to have it. Mm. And it's a big fucking deal. Okay. I don't want to talk about it yet, though.
0: Can you tell me after the podcast? Mm, <laughs> nope.
1: I'm going to keep doing the
0: work. I'll trying to finesse right quick. Yeah, I'll let you know when it's go time. <laughs> no, I got you. I feel you. I feel you. Uh,
1: but yeah, um, now I'm an event producer. That wasn't a part of my plans. Like EDL was originally simply going to be an online platform where we created original content and put out dope shit. Uh, That's our platform. We stand on being the authority on all things dope. That's what the original intention for EDL was. It's become something totally different now. Like we were talking about, you know, plans change. Right. It changes. And now we're mostly known for putting on events <laughs> mm-hmm. and not online content. I would love to have that meet in the middle, but it takes a lot of work. You need a team, and that comes with time. So.
0: Yeah, and, the, and the, what y'all doing kind of reminds me of, like, Complex. And that's like, our goal, to yeah. be in that stratosphere eventually. Right. Cause you know you got complex. You know the online first started off, started off, started off as a magazine, then it became like online content. Mm-hmm. Now they have complex Mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, y'all kind of doing the same thing. So yeah,
3: man, yeah.
0: So. And like nothing Went gets complex too. Yeah, like nothing gets com- complex. But I feel like I don't know because they talk about it's hip hop culture.
1: It's not. It's pop. But culture. it's popular culture.
0: But it seems like it's not a lot. I mean, I've never been to the office or anything like that, but. You know, it's people that maybe are not in the culture that's writing all these articles. I don't know. Oh, uh, f- man, that's a whole nother conversation.
1: <laughs> that ain't just Complex. You know, that's the entire platform of when you're in that, that stratosphere actually, yeah. of being such a notable hip-hop platform. Where, first of all, Complex is owned by a machine company at this point. Yeah, A lot of platforms of that nature are owned by a machine-type company
3: mm-hmm.
1: that are full of people that are not. On the bottom of the culture.
3: right?
1: They're at the top. They, you know, the, the secret societies type people. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Uh, that's a whole nother conversation we can get into about appropriation. <laughs> In
0: yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, it's kind of. It's appropriation.
1: You know. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. But what can you do? Like, hip hop, period is appropriate and exploited it started off in the streets mm-hmm. now it's a billion dollar corporation right and it's inevitable because the black dollar doesn't know how to uh beget the black dollar you right. know we run to the corporations that are full of people that don't look like us that don't know what we know that don't come from where we come from because they hold the dollar right you know, that's another conversation,
3: man. And it, I mean, <laughs>
0: and it kind of seems like you know we might start something, and then we might think we need yeah, that is we exactly need what them it to get to a certain level. Exactly what
1: it
0: is. But it's like then we might look at, let's say, okay, um, how can I say this? Like you might need someone to get whatever you're doing to a certain level, and you might have a black person that that's um that can help you, or a white person. Or a Jew or whatever That you might own Maggie think they got more connections mm-hmm. Because I because, don't know it was a white owned company Or they might the think
1: surface of what you see Right I just did a panel Called Meeting of the Minds This past weekend mm-hmm. And we had a woman By the name of Louisa Strayhorn She's a former councilwoman Of Virginia Beach She's a consultant She's been on the school board She's went up against this Head on
3: Right and
1: she's from the old school So she doesn't seen the evolution You know mm-hmm. uh, But she spoke to this stuff directly Like we can't look at everybody else. We can't point the finger at them because we don't support ourselves. Right. It starts with us. It starts with us. Even within our communities, watching gentrification happen before our very eyes. You know, yeah. it starts with us, and it starts with gaining the knowledge, so you can begin to build. You know, what are you going to build off of your opinion if you don't know anything? You got to go get that knowledge. Yeah. You got to go pull your seat up to the table because they ain't going to give it to you.
0: Oh no, Heck you know, no. but right. you got to do the
1: knowledge. Yeah. So you know, if you want to be cell phone, I mean, uh, yeah, cell phones. What am I saying? self I don't know.
0: <laughs> right. Self-made. Okay, I got you.
1: All of the above. Those those type of words and such. You got to do the knowledge. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to be a business owner. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. That's right. an easy thing to you know claim to be.
0: That's what Gary Vee be saying. Everybody want to be an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, it's ugly. Uh-huh. It's ugly. It's, it can be very miserable at times. It's very I know. depressing. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: hmm.
1: It takes work. It takes a lot of work. Right. It takes years. It takes it takes sacrifice. I done lost so many people in my life
0: mm-hmm. within
1: these past couple years behind this game. Yeah,
0: that's what's gonna happen though. You
1: know, it's it comes with it. And you have yeah. to be built for it, prepared for it. You have to prepare for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So once again, just saying all that to say, you gotta do the knowledge. Put in those
0: 10,000 hours and do the knowledge. So, because, like, i seen this interview, and I kind of asked my friends about this and other people on the podcast before. It was, like, this interview with Dapper Dan. Mm-hmm. It was, he was on The Breakfast Club. And, um, and of course, I watched it because, you know, he's a fashion icon. I kind of wanted to learn, you know, what he's mm-hmm. been doing. And, um, you know, Charlamagne asked him, you know, you're Dapper Dan. How come he can't just, why are you working with Gucci? How come you can't just start a dapper damn brand? You have a mm-hmm. a big following. You can just do it, and I, you know I feel like a lot of us say that when we see like certain figures, and like they might be parting parting up with somebody, and we all assume like they can just start their own thing mm-hmm. by themselves. She don't well,
1: know the cost That it takes to do that thing When they got a machine That's already a machine Yeah And all they could do Is just you know Funnel what I need to Through them Right And all I gotta do is Receive the benefits Or pay a portion of the cost Rather than paying the full, full Manufacturing Production All that stuff That's
0: exactly what he said too You know too. Yeah, I, was,
1: yeah. I, I sat on a panel uh Not sat on a panel I was at a panel A3C And This mm-hmm. sounds familiar I feel like he said this At the panel Or right. either I watched That same interview That you're talking about Yeah Yeah one or the other. Uh huh. But yeah, it's like, once again, doing the knowledge. If you know better, you do better. <laughs> True. You know? Like, it's just so many levels to this shit, man. Like, bosses surround themselves with bosses.
0: <laughs> Got to. You know? Right.
1: And they work together, they get money together, we can eat together.
0: Yes, another thing that people don't understand is like, let's say somebody else that has a. Hip hop, um, you know, online media, you know, doing the same thing you're doing, and that person might think you're you're in their way of doing whatever they want to do, and it's like no, you can do the same thing. It's a lot of people doing mm-hmm. the same thing. That it's
1: a very limited logic.
0: It's a lot of people that have clothing lines. Like everybody has a clothing line. I already know the story. Everybody has a clothing line. What makes your clothing line different from anybody else's clothing line? But at the same time, it's like, what are you doing to make people believe, like, yours is what they should buy? Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing the research? Are you marketing? Because, first of all,
1: all of that is marketing. Right. You know, how to how to almost almost manipulate your buyer they, and consumer right. to think that they need what you have. That's for anything, yeah. For, that's for anything. <laughs> exactly. That's for anything. Why you life.
0: think of this iPhone? I think, I mean, I don't know. They... I think it feels like iPhone, made it seem like you it. had to have an iPhone. I, and I feel like I've believed that. Like, I got to, I'm not getting no Android. Man, when an I was iPhone. in high
1: school, I don't know if you ever heard of this brand called Bad Chemistry.
0: I never heard of it, no. Okay,
1: they were booming when I was in high school. Uh-huh. And that was a time before uh, people, everybody having a clothing line wasn't a thing. Right. You know, it was a very. It, it it was it wasn't a thing. Let's just say that uh-huh. you know, and they had it booming out here. I felt like you felt like you had to have a bad chemistry shirt, yeah, or you weren't cool. And if you had one, you felt exclusive,
3: exactly. Or
1: Pacers. Well, at that time they were illegal native. Like you wanted to have an illegal native shirt. Right. It's like they I don't know what they did to us to make us feel like we had to have it, but they did it well, right? You know
0: yeah exclusive exclusive is always gonna be i
1: love to maintain a level of exclusivity right so i don't do a lot of events throughout the year or you know i don't i try not to be that accessible like i'm here for the people i'm here for culture right but i try not to be that accessible because it's very quick to become a saturated product a saturated brand that's
0: true as well like
1: and i work too hard for that shit (laughs) (laughs) i feel
0: you right Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to be like they're a part of something. And, like, you know, even with – and it seems like a lot of, you know, when it comes to fashion, a lot of um, companies are relying on being exclusive. Or when it comes – you know, of course, you know, Jordans always sell out. But since like, all these clothing companies, they might release certain pieces. And, like, they don't put out a lot on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, they're going to put out this much quantity – and once it's gone, it's gone. And they mm-hmm. never going to come back out with any of it again. But you know people want to buy it because it's rare.
1: If you can't be exclusive, if it doesn't speak to your brand to maintain exclusivity, you got to be innovative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Innovation is the key to growth in this new world we live in. Like, I, I live on that. I stand on that and I live, at it. I live on that. EDL is an innovative platform. That's what we do. We innovate a situation. Right. Um, of course, it's already been done. Like, oops. There's a shag fest before there was an EDL fest. True. There was an Afrin fest before there ever was an EDL fest. We just made it our own and mm-hmm. made it us. Right. An innovated the situation to where now, you know, once it happens once a year, people look forward to it. People fly in from out of town for it, you know? So stuff, right. stuff like that. Just gotta innovate, be creative. Like, we live in such a time where, like, you could be a a, a bump on a log moron, as long as you're creative and <laughs> mm-hmm. you can make a situation speak to that. Right. you got it. True, you got something to say, the least. You got something to work with.
0: Right. Yeah, I can. I can. I feel you on that one. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like in before like we're all talented in our own way. Mm-hmm. And um,
1: this is such a talented area. My God. Yeah,
0: I mean, the older I get, the more I realize, like, man, we are some talented people here.
1: It's a it's a melting pot. Like if if. If all those eyes that are in Atlanta and L.A. and New York would just come here for a brief moment. Like, spend a week out here. Spend a month out here. Oh, my God. Right. We could boom this place. Exactly. But, you know, this is a water and it's a military area. So, those are the things that we're up against. And I think when it all boils down to it, that's just always going to be the case. This is a military area, you mm. know. But, even still, if people just come out here and spend some time and see what's here... See, so he was here in these little, these little back, you know, these backyards of seven five seven. Right. We could make this shit boom, man, and, and I, it's happening slowly but surely. I feel it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what you know what Pharrell is doing is mm-hmm. really, it's not even about him. It's just like, yo, come. Do y'all see this? Y'all need to see what's happening here. It's been here for so long. It's mm-hmm. it's like, yo, y'all need to start paying attention to what's going mm-hmm. on.
1: But it takes for someone like Pharrell to go out and become. A phenomenon And then bring it back home Like Right People speak about Like leaving And never You know People leaving And never coming back Uh But we have someone Like Pharrell That left And and became Who he became And now he's bringing it back home I want to be one of those type people Right That goes out into the world And experiences so many things And 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 gathers so much And bring it back home That is always my goal That is always my goal
0: Most definitely Yeah And it's a lot of people that Have never even Traveled Past North Carolina or Man, I have Maryland, people that ain't <laughs>
1: never left Norfolk. That's why. That's <laughs> very unfortunate, it's saddening. Yeah, super saddening because there's so much world out there, yeah. and I'm grateful that my grandmother used to take me on trips as a kid, like just across the United States. I didn't go out the country till I graduated high school, but she to, she made sure I saw something else. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And you just gotta just you know, encourage people to go see what else
0: is out there in the world. That's what I tell my little brother, man. Cause, um, well, I have two brothers, but I have a real, real young brother, mm-hmm. but my other brother, he's 20, about to be 21. And, um, you know, he works at the shipyard too. And, um, you know, I was telling him like, yo, like when I go on these trips, man, I want you to go with me. Like, mm-hmm. I, mean, it's, I mean, it's good for me cause I have somebody I can go with. <laughs> and, um, I know he's down for that. And like, he's going to something in the water and I'm like, yo, like, you know, for my birthday this year mm-hmm. in October, like, I want to go overseas. Like, you trying to go with me? He's like, yeah, let's do, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So, and I just want him to know, like, and he's a, you know, he does art, like, he paints and stuff like that. And um, I always try to encourage him to, you know, keep doing his thing mm-hmm. and just, you know, you don't gotta just be in the shipyard forever. Like, it's not against that. It's a lot of people that love doing that. think
1: the shipyard is like coming. Drom said this in an interview like, I,
0: Yeah I heard that uh-huh, I was dude, like You get
1: come on, on the, the shipyard out here You feel like you have made it Right You kidding me Yeah I mean I'm sure it's comfortable And it provides a level of comfort for you uh-huh. But you're kidding me <laughs>
3: Right
1: And then you gotta work I don't know how long you gotta work To be able to retire I
0: think 65 Get the fuck out of here so that, I mean if you, if you go in there As soon as you get out of high school That's, that's your whole life On well, the you know shipyard
1: I'm saying? Yeah Manual labor no, yeah. ma'am. no, ma'am. No, sir. No, ma'am.
0: So I'm I,
1: trying to retire in my 40s, to say the least. I know I don't, I don't, I won't say I'm going to retire in my 30s because I don't know. But by the 40s, uh, I'm chilling, raising my kids. I feel you. Watching my businesses grow because we're doing the work right now.
0: You got to do it right now. Yeah. And it'll pay off. Absolutely. It definitely pays. Never had it out. But I can't see you retiring. Maybe you might- you always want to do something though. Yeah,
1: but you you you're able to I retire. I feel you. Right, I understand.
0: Yeah, I feel you. You
1: can retire. Right. Yes, that is the goal for me. I got you. I want. I'm a travel. I love to travel. I want to see the world. That's why I don't even know when I'm gonna have kids because I'm selfish like that. See, I'm not yeah. willing to sacrifice any of that right now. But I'm also still in my twenties. Still got time.
0: But I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Like you are either. focused on what you want to do, you gotta. Somebody will have to, I guess, understand that. hmm But I don't know. Because, like, you know, relationship-wise, man, it does involve a lot of sacrifice. Um, but somebody has to understand what are you... Like, when they met you at a certain point, they have to understand what you was doing before you met them. hmm And they have to accept, like, this is what I'm doing. It's my life. Yeah, so I can't really... <laughs> my life. I can't I really sacrifice all of that for you. And I don't think it'll be selfish for anybody to say that. Of course, you got to make time for people. If you want to be, if you really want to be with that person, you got to make time somehow. Even no matter how busy you are, but you don't want to feel like you're just sacrificing everything yourself yourself for them. (laughs) It's like it's not fair. I
1: mean, you know what? Once again, that's another conversation. (laughs) That's another conversation. But what I will say is, the most important thing to me right now is remaining focused. And achieving my goals, and getting my master's degree, and, and and establishing EDL and EDL Fest, building my brand, getting to this money, and seeing the world—that's That's what's right. important to me right now. I want my freedom more than <laughs> well, anything. Well,
0: they used to feel like you locked you locked the lock, lock down, like you know. I'm you, not. You, I'm That's saying I'm like, saying. <laughs> but you, but it's like you, you know, some people feel like you you're locked down when you're in a relationship.
1: Um, like you said, man, you gotta have somebody. But that it matches gets, your flow. I feel you. That's it. I think it's just, it can be as simple as that. You got to flow with me like I flow. Right. And, you know, I don't need to sacrifice what makes me me or, you know, what speaks to me, what feeds my soul uh-huh. for any of that. I refuse to. And I think this generation is like that. Right. Love is a lost cause <laughs> these days. You know, uh-huh. you just need to seek God and seek you. Seek you That's through God. That's I'm glad you say that. Everything else, that happens from there.
0: Because sometimes we try to see, we try to do a lot of stuff without uh-huh, God. I'm based on our
1: own understanding. you about to give me the preaching. Uh, but. You know,
0: like, I mean, I'm, I'm a believer in God. I'm not the most perfect person, but I'm a believer in God. And, yeah, a lot of stuff that we got to include God on, like, you know, we try to do a lot of things on our own, but mm-hmm. we can't. We can't we do it. nothing. That. Yeah. Nothing. So it's like. I don't
1: want anything. That God doesn't want for me, and right. I've had to just surrender a uh, many a times on the the, the whole the, the tight grips I was holding on things that just may not have been for me, may not have been for me at that time. Right, you know, you just know, you gotta live. You got to. But the one thing that you do have control over is you and your focus. That's that's a fact, and, and that's how we rock rockin'.
0: Right. <laughs> so, so I can I can guess nobody has, has caught your eye yet.
1: Um. I'm not easy. Mm. I'm not easy. I've been, I've done a lot of learning. Uh-huh. I've done a ton of learning. And at this particular point in my life, I'm not willing to sacrifice the things that I like, that I have going on for anything. Like like we just said, that doesn't speak to what I'm doing, where uh-huh. I'm going. Um. So the last situation that I was in taught me that. And, you know, I've just been growing since then. Right. I don't have – I mean, I'm a woman, of course. You know, I'm a human being as well. Mm-hmm. So, we all desire things, but I'm very focused. I'm very disciplined right now. Right. You know, so, it'll
0: come when it comes. Yeah, it will, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll like we, we be cool. And- like I always tell people, like, it's going – when you're that focused, it's going to come when you don't expect it, like – you're not even thinking about that certain thing. You, It, it will happen. You're not mm-hmm. even expecting it. Like, dang, I wasn't even thinking about that. But here you are.
1: And, like, <laughs> I don't have time. I do not have time. Right. I don't even have time for myself. Uh, you know, sorry, I keep hearing your mic. Good. I, like, have to force time into my day to even go to the gym these days. That's Man. important to me. Right. So, yeah, if, if you can catch my time and the way I'm living these days, more power to you, my brother. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> this could be something great, right. <laughs> but nah. right now. I just, I'm focused. I'm very focused. I'm, I'm happy. I enjoy my freedom. I enjoy my space. And yeah, I don't know. It's weird though. I definitely like, cause I, I don't have like, I don't desire things a lot these days. Right. And it kind of, it scares me cause I'm a woman. It's like, yeah, Snap out the grind sometimes, mm-hmm. like you know, live just, just, just be present in the moment. Right. But I feel like I am present in the moment. It's just my moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: I mean, you, like you say, you gotta live, man. Like we got one life, and yeah, like sometimes you just can't be looking for every single thing.
1: Yeah, man. I feel like I wasted so much time, like you know, high school and my early twenties. This time is for me now. Right. You know. And that's just that on that.
0: <laughs> right. I got you. So, um. So, what are you plans for twenty twenty? If we are in February, it's about to be March. Um, I know. Well, I look. I read that you got a conference on the fourteenth, and another one on the thirty first. Yeah, I'm doing
1: a ton of panels this year. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Made in the DMV Made Conference. I'll be on that panel. Uh-huh. Uh, the City of Hampton is doing a panel that I'll be a part of. So, speaking a lot. Um, definitely planning our ADL events out. I would love to really get back to focus on our content, but these events just suck all the time. Wave, right? Um, So we got some dope shit in the works as far as events. Um, I'm doing a lot of conference traveling, festival traveling. I'm just living my life. Yeah, building my brand. Got to live it. You know, yes sir. I think May. I won't be home at all in May. I'll be in the airplane all of May. Word.
0: (laughs) And nothing wrong with that.
1: Outside of school, that's what I'll be on.
0: Right. Hey, do your thing, man. Shoot. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So um, entrepreneurship, we just talked about that. So what is, like, one piece of advice you can give to all the entrepreneurs out there that's trying to hustle and grind and do their thing? Uh,
1: Understand that great things take time. True. Uh, you need to have that at the forefront of your mind while you are working and, and planning. And I hope you're planning um, and not just doing. Right. Because it's easy to do, and it takes a lot more discipline and time to plan before you do. Mm-hmm. Um, have a plan. That's so important. Because if you, I always tell people write things down, you know, like everybody, anybody that has ever come through me will let you know that I am big on letting people know to write things down. Because right. when you can see it, it becomes a tangible goal. You mm-hmm. know, and then that can help build your plan. Right. Um, get a mentor. <laughs> get a mentor. <laughs> get somebody that's done this shit before you that could at least give you some advice on how to make less mistakes because that's inevitable you're going to make mistakes. Exactly. Don't be afraid to fail. Actually, you know, look forward to failing a little bit Mm because you won't learn
0: otherwise. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: No. Just, you know, that's definitely some big advice. Look forward to failing. Understand that it's going to happen. Get a mentor and have a plan.
0: Right. And to go off what you just said about failing, like, we sing like some people might think like that's like a that's an L. It can be a failure, but it's not to an extent. It's like it's not the end of the world.
1: A L for losing or learning. For learning, you know that's how you have to look at it. Perspective is everything. That's mm-hmm. another thing that I want to let people know. You have to have a healthy perspective about how you moving out here, because you could fail. I had to cancel my festival. That broke my heart, uh-huh. and I, I I've been in debt still. I'm still in debt behind that, right. like like thousands of dollars. And we proceed, you know. You got to keep it moving. Right. That's something. That's that's a a business learning experience. It's healthy. It's necessary. Right. You know. You have to look forward to that. You have to understand that those things are inevitable, and you need that. Surround yourself with people that know things that you don't. Man, hang out with winners. Hang out with people that at least want to win. That are focused up About winning Right You know your comfort zone Then you will fail If you stick around there And you'll, you'll stick around That failure Your comfort zone Is the worst place to remain right. If you're trying to build Something beyond yourself Something substantial
0: I think some people Are intimidated about When you were just saying About you know Get out of your comfort zone And hang out with people That's You know the, What you want to do Hang out with those type of people So you can learn but I feel like some people can be intimidated mm-hmm. about hanging out with somebody that's on a certain level, whatever you want to call it, because it might make them feel like inferior. they're not yeah, inferior mm-hmm. or less of a person or they're not yeah, check your insecurities at that point.
1: Right. You know, it, it takes a thick skin. Th- oh, God. Like, if I could talk to my 18-year-old self, because mm-hmm. that girl was who you're talking about. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I didn't... I felt... Like, I didn't belong. I had that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Are you kidding me? Like, you are made for everything that you desire. If it's on your heart and it's on your mind, you are built for it. Go get it. Put in that work. Put in those 10,000 hours. You have to build yourself up. So then, at that point, I'm going to tell you to start working on your self-love and your self-care. Right. So you can be prepared for what's coming. Mm -hmm. You have to be prepared, you know?
0: Man, (laughs) I agree with you 100%. Most definitely. Um, so, my last question I'm about to wrap it up um, is a question I ask everybody on the podcast: um, How do you plan on capturing the world? But before you answer that question, you know, some people might think that's a real broad question, but we can be. we can all capture the world and what and wherever we're doing in life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, I can I might have something to offer. You might have something to offer. We all have something to offer, mm-hmm. and the energy that we put out there can inspire somebody else. Mm-hmm. So any any little thing that we do, you might not think it doesn't mean anything at all, but it can just reach one person, yeah. and and you're yeah. you've done your job. You know what I'm saying? So well, I think
1: I, you just said it honestly, right? Uh, you know, I I feel like my life, and I always felt this way. My life doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. I'm here for the world. I was put here on this earth to inspire people to go out and be their best versions of themselves or go get what you feel that you um, deserve. Right. I That's how I'm going to capture this world. I want to keep inspiring people, one person by one person by one person. Right. because that that's what feeds me too, to know that my life and even the little insignificant things to me are truly touching people in this world that right. come across my path. So that's how I'm going to keep capturing the world.
0: That's right, I feel you. Um, so yeah, that that was it. Like real good convo. Uh, thank you for coming out here. Yeah, for sure. Thank you up for with me. me. Most definitely. Um, so where can people find you?
1: Find me at Everyday Dope Life on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Everyday underscore dope on Twitter. Okay. Everyday, you know, yeah. everydaydopelife.com. dot com. Yeah. Check us out on the podcast We're streaming exclusively through Audio Max The Deep mm-hmm. than podcast, blah, gotcha. blah, blah. Deeper Than Rap Podcast Deeper Than Rap Podcast Yeah, check us out Social media, Everyday Dope Life
0: Gotcha Hey man, y'all go ahead and follow her, man Follow Naya She's real dope Real dope entrepreneur out here She's doing her thing um, Like I said, thank you for having For being on the podcast um, Definitely excited for the EDL Fest this year Absolutely um, You know, I definitely want to be a part of it this time <laughs> And um, yeah, it's like, like great things to come, man. Like for everybody in Seven Five Seven, like yeah, man. we're very talented out here, and just and like I just love doing this podcast, man, because I like I just love talking to different people mm-hmm. and just seeing what people are doing. I'm a big fan of like just anybody that's doing something positive, and just mm-hmm. and I know that they're actually putting the work in because I know offense, but it's like a lot of people that might. They say they're going to do something.
1: Facade. Ooh.
0: And they never do. Like, I know I know, I don't do everything Ooh. right with what I do. I know that. The, but the
1: king talk a lot. Yeah. That's I what I want, call them.
0: Like, When people tell me stuff, I just want them to start. Like, they ask king me, talk-a-lots. like, how can you do this, David? Like, like. Do it. Let's do it. That's I said <laughs> to everybody, they'd be like, how? I don't know. Research it. Like, I can't tell you how to do it, but you just need I to do it. I can't tell you how
1: to do you, but I can show you how I do me. I can encourage exactly, you. Exactly. Right. Right. You got it from there, my brother, my sister. Yeah, we're gonna end off on that note because you 'cause you're gonna give me time. <laughs> <Yeah, today. laughs> right,
0: yeah, yeah. But um, like I said, thank you again. Um definitely um excited for what you have in store in the future. And um it's a wrap. This is David Carmichael the second. Um, thank you for all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners. And when I know we out, episode twenty seven, peace, you so have a good night.
2: no doubt y'all care anymore about this hip-hop man i mean i mean how far will you punk motherfuckers go for 15 seconds of fame microwave popcorn ass niggas yeah we give you much more much more Longevity baby, hey, your Dave Yeah, it's been instilled in me since infinite y'all Using these minutes like I value the call Put your money in the bank And hold rank over friends who ain't got leadership skills I got the sheep in my eyes so I can't sleep We like the land and lay the brand old way Grand operate the stand away L.I. Sice I play the Xbox instead of fucking with dice I hate losing the doze You walk away with my dough Cause I doze Tracy broke me And now she wanna see the resident provoking me to Pop willies on my bicycle Watch your eyes twinkle One house, two houses, third house House rules, so house take bank Watch Dave bank Banner had him on the hawk Since Atlanta the ray rap, I make the Hulk snap Jump back like James Brown Hey now When the liquor over, we smoking the hay now Delegate numero does, I holla out the sound and to keep the island close to me. Much more is what we got.
3: Inside.
2: Brother with smoke krills, still trying to get himself together from it. No one can quite run it like me. I'm on a cut and edge to what's alleged to be hot. And when you rock, the just impersonations of me. The writer's MCMP with the V in the middle. I belittle your plan, courtesy. But then why dirty sea, my man? My base of fans is made up of many. The kids allergic to belts, letting they mind melt from drinking a henny. And them straight and now types who be waiting to hear Them drums say the revolution is near. Are you listening? Are your eardrums open for christening? We got body MCs with these tools While some others play God They just goddamn fools with it I don't cuff mics I rough mics up Rough and rugged Yet the girls still love it Still in all 5 old Came to my mic check Telling me I left Lacerations around my mic's neck Domestically disputed And you just might get The undisputed underdog Serving y'all threat My
3: score is what we got in store Just